top, 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 top of the morning to you. Hello, this is your girl, Fabulous Frida. Always your host, Teddy, bringing the most on WDGS on your podcast station. And today, 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 I tell you, I was going to move into the class number 10 and just get into the prostrated position of an example of moving into the Holy Spirit. But instead of using this particular episode to just be in that position, I'm going to give you some pointers of going into it because of something that occurred yesterday. Well, a couple of things that have occurred. Friday, I had my first oral surgery. I actually went to an oral surgeon. I had never been to one before. And I was I was I was perplexed because I never knew, well I didn't find out, should I say, until attending and after the fact, I wanted them to be my regular dentist. That's how naive I was. And they said, Oh no, we don't the only thing we do here is just perform oral surgery. And I was like, Oh, Okay, see, see, this is the thing that sometimes I love about life more than anything. We are forever learning. Never get so big headed and high minded to ever think you always know everything because nobody knows everything. That's why I used to always vex my spirit when people would say that. You think you know everything. It's like, what planet you been on? Dum, dum, da, dum, dum. Nobody knows everything. Hello? Do you know what everything means? Everything means everything. And I don't know a person on two feet with one brain that knows everything except God. And I remember I had to share that with one of my grandchildren because they said they knew everything. I said, listen, you don't know everything. And they told me somebody told them that they know everything. I said, well, trust me, that person lied to you because nobody knows everything. And this is where sometimes, you know, even in life, a lot of things come upon us. A lot of times you see people, they have no consistency because they lie too much. Hello. And this was a child telling me that a grown up had said to them, they know everything. Now, I'm 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 thinking this person was figuratively speaking, but they were figuratively speaking a lot to a child. It doesn't matter how smart anybody is. Nobody knows everything but God. And to place a person in a position to think that and absorb that. And I took them through a little thing. I asked them all kind of questions. Well, how can you make cereal? How can you build a house? How can you do this? If you know everything to let them know, because they were really adamant in trying to convince me because this person had truly convinced them and they believed they knew everything. (laughs) I'm like, see, We have to understand the realm of reality. By our words, we are justified. And by our words, we are condemned. And that's what the Lord led in my spirit this morning. You know, the Lord woke me up about an hour ago. And God led me to a post that I had 
put on Facebook, a repost that I put on Facebook. But this is the thing, you know, when I went to my oral surgery Friday, they had said that I could bring someone if I wanted to be put to sleep, you know, under anesthesia. But it, it wasn't but one person whose spirit that I really trust to because whoever brought me, they said when they put me to sleep, we need to bring me back home. And I'm going to tell y'all, I'm, I'm really serious in this season. And I hope you are, too. I only would trust that one person to enter because I'm telling you, since the last two years, I've been very mindful of what spirits I entertain. And when you bring spirits in your house, I hope y'all grab this. Listen to me, because for years, I always had this open door. I always had everybody could come to Alfreda House. Everybody could come at any time, day or night, sleep, stay. But listen to me. I started observing something that other people, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, now they got I ain't going to get off into all that. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Be mindful. When I when God dealt with me in this class session, these 10 classes about the lady who cleaned her house. And when she cleaned her house, you know, something about that stuck with me. It's a deeper revelation to it. And then the Bible said, and then she took on seven more unclean spirits. But now in that story, it never said if she left home or if she let somebody in. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, you know, but, but how did she take on these seven spirits after she cleaned her house? So so that's 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 my pondering and praying right there. And sometimes God may give me a revelation next week, next month or next year. I mean, a profound revelation. I mean, I can get, I can pick one right now, but I mean the, the real profound revelation out of that. Oh, I tell you, it just always just exhilarates me like a big light just shine bright and say, oh, you know, like the doves descend when God give me those deep revelatory interpretations. But let me tell you the one he gave me today. What he gave me today about getting in position to get into the supernatural realm. You got to grab this. To get into position in the supernatural realm, you first need to know and understand what you're entering in that realm for. Oh, God, help me today. Let me repeat that. You must first understand totally why are you entering into the realm of the supernatural? And see, this is the thing that God gave me the revelatory interpretation on right before I got on this podcast. He said, Alfreda, because I'm going to tell you something else. Like I said, something else happened yesterday. Okay, let, let, me, let me tell you about that right quick first. I made this post on Facebook, right? And it's an old post that I did in... 2021, I think, yeah, 2021, right before I relocated out of Georgia. And in that post, I knew from the first time I posted, and then my auntie was the only person, I think, that shared it. No, it may have been a couple of people that shared it to their page. But let me tell you what happened when, right not long after I made that post, I came on a deep attack. 
deep, deep, deep attack. And as time passed on, you know what Facebook will do, it'll resurface stuff. So when it resurfaced that post yesterday, I said, oh, that's a good post to repost. And I, it had totally slipped my mind how when I first created that post, I came under attack. And so when the attack came, immediately the spirit, see what I had to do. Let me tell you, when attacks come, they're going to always affect the way you feel. You don't hear me now. Listen, let me repeat that. When an attack comes, it's going to always affect the way you feel. It's going to affect your thoughts. It's going to affect your body. It's going to affect your feelings. Listen to me. When an attack come, you may start feeling woozy. You may feel lightheaded. You might feel dizzy. You know, these. this is when your body is coming. And, and, and let me say this part. When it happens suddenly. I want to say that suddenly. Now, listen, this is not when you know you got a cold and you've been nursing on a cold. Not, 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 not that feeling. This is the feeling when you wake up and you're feeling fine. You're feeling it rejuvenated. You feeling like you know you had enough sleep. You've been eating healthy. You, you know, the last few days you've been working out. Everything has been going good in your world. And suddenly... You start feeling some type of way. Let me tell y'all something. And I had forgot until yesterday, suddenly, about 15 minutes after I made that post, I got on an attack. And I had to stop and get into the spirit realm of the supernatural realm. And when you get in the supernatural realm, listen to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. You cannot fight like you would personally. See, because the weapons of this warfare are not carnal. That means you got to get your feelings first out the way. And then you got to make connection in the spirit realm of the spirit world. And you can't do that until you know who you believe. That's why I pushed in the beginning of these classes. It's not going to work if you don't know whose side you're on. You got to know who you believe. If you're going to believe in God and believe him wholeheartedly. Because that's who you're going to consult with. If you're going to believe in evil and the devil. I'm telling you. When you get into the supernatural realm. You got to know who you serve to consult. You you can't get down there. And you think you're going to scrattle the fence. Consulting evil and good. It, God will spit you out of his mouth. He, you won't have no taste of the Holy Spirit. You must know and you have to know to do this in such a way that it's going to please God. See, you got to do it in such a way it's going to please God. Let me tell you something. I know a lot of people, they exercise certain prayers out of the book of Psalms, but they don't even understand why David wrote those prayers in the book of Psalms. He was being pursued literally. Not because somebody just said something bad about him or somebody, you know, they some the king, listen to me, the king of that entire region literally put out a marker 
over this man's life. That if anybody saw him, this is what their job duty was to do, was assassinate David. And so when people take those prayers that David prayed to literally save his life, I'm saying he was being physically pursued. He had to go hide in the wilderness. You don't hear me now. He had to hide in the woods. He had to go out there and eat and sleep and live and crap and all that stuff. And and this is what he was living in the wilderness, in the woods. And if it wasn't for the king who was pursuing him, son named Jonathan, he wouldn't even know where God would have. Because God always made provisions for those when he positioned us. But God allowed Jonathan, which was the king who was pursuing David, to take him food and meet with him and be a blessing to him. But listen to me, make no mistake, God had positioned David to be able to kill that king in his own palace. But David, see, this is the thing people miss when they be praying on prayers. David prayed for God to keep him shield from his enemies, but David did not attempt to hurt his enemy. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. David did not pray for something evil to happen because he could have took soil out if he wanted to. But he prayed for whatever persons that was pursuing him, that that, that whatever they were pursuing him in doing, because David didn't know. He didn't know if there was chandeliers, soothsayers, as well as people in the army. This king done put out these rules and decrees. And some of this stuff, David wasn't there. This Holy Spirit led David to, pers- to, to, to flee for his life because he recognized a spirit of jealousy. That's why I'm telling people the spirit of jealousy is obvious. You can see it. If you pay attention, and this is the thing, he he couldn't understand why would the king who hired him, who knew very well his skills and abilities, the king knew David, David had these skills and ability, and he wanted him as a part of his team. You ever met people like that? They want you to be their friend. They want you to be a part of their team. They want you to be positioned among them because that's what the king wanted with David because he knew David would be a good asset. Oh, God, help me today. And even with him knowing David truly was a great asset to him, but the skills and ability that God had given David superseded those that that soil had. And so the people, oh, God, help me today. The people began to recognize that David had these powers and abilities that was now superseding soil. And for that cause, that cause and that cause only. Only, you know, him and that soil got jealous. Mm. And when he got that jealousy, it set in so cruel that he didn't want nothing good to happen for David. As a matter of fact, he didn't even want David to, to live anymore, to receive no praises. 
And I say one of the greatest ways you can detect jealousy is when somebody praise somebody. Whenever I used to give people praises, I could always tell jealous spirits how they act. Whenever. Jealous spirits will always get offended when you praise somebody for their goodness, for their kindness, for their works, for their words, for their strength, for whatever it is that you want to acknowledge them for. When people not happy for them, I'm talking about genuinely happy, then you will know. Now, let me tell you something more than anything among anything in life. One of the worst things to me that vexes my spirit more than anything, and I literally mean this, is a blind leader of the blind. Now, for me, and, and listen. I do not discriminate. It can be a mama, a daddy, a sister, a brother, a auntie, a uncle, a pastor, a cousin, a dozen, a friend, a frenemy, an enemy. If people are not qualified and equipped, and I'm listen to me, you gotta grab this. That does vex my spirit. Unfit mothers. As well as unfit daddies, because they are leaders. See, see, it starts with parenting, and 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 then when you don't parent your children to teach them at least how to be safe, to teach them how to survive, to teach them. Now, once they get out there on their own and they conform to whatever environment, but the foundation. And that's the thing with God loving us as our father. You got to grab this. He wants us to learn. So he positions us to do that. And he guides us and leads us into the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And when you raise the children for your name's sake, you should be guiding them. And I and, and don't nothing vex me worse than a blind leader and, and leading a person is a person who casts blame on one person who ain't doing their job when they ain't doing theirs. Now that that to me is the worst of the worst. Okay, we all sit in the seat of judgment and criticism when we see somebody has fallen short of taking on this responsibility. You know, I know somebody who don't have any children. I know several people, let me say, who don't have children. But I believe they would make better parents than some of these people that got children. But that ain't, but see, it's bigger than that to me. And this way you can't let your mind get stuck. It's a reason. See, God opens wounds. You don't hear me that. And see, we can't be shaking and baking stuff to patty cake people to feel good and, and, and when we know what we know. And so when we look in the scripture with Sarah, it takes God to open a wound and it takes a reason. And that's why when we have these babies, they for reasons. We are vessels. Hello. We are vessels. And in being that vessel, there's something that God knew was inside of us to qualify us and equip us to do better at raising kids. Now, let me tell you something. And I share this with anybody. Just because a person birthed a child 
don't mean they need to raise that child. Hello? I hope somebody grabbed that. When people think because you a mama and a daddy, you got to be a part of that child life. No, you don't. Some people are literally just vessels. God used, allowed their body to bring forth babies. And I believe sometimes to be a blessing to those who bodies could not carry those babies. Because God know what our bodies can handle. And so when, when Sarah Maiden woman. Sarah asked this woman, Abraham's wife said, I want you to lay down with my husband and give my husband a baby because I can't. A lot of women can't do that. And by and by, Sarah had a problem with it herself. But, but the moral to the message is this. When you get in the supernatural realm with God, you need to understand this is not a realm that you can get in just because you think who you think you are. This is a realm, supernatural realm, is for the people who operate in humility. You got to humble yourself. There are three things that's going to occur for us to go into the supernatural realm. Three reasons, should I say. Three reasons. And so when I had to Pick one of these reasons from that post that I was saying about Facebook because I suddenly came under attack. I was feeling great, feeling fine. And I had been up for several hours doing things. And all of a sudden, after about maybe 10 or 15 minutes, bam, it hit me. I'm talking about hit me to the point like pass out, die, hit me. And then I immediately thought the Holy Spirit reminded me, you put that post. And that's another thing. I'm going to tell y'all something. Pictures, videos, and a lot of posts, a lot of people encountering things, people are looking at your pictures. They're looking at your videos. And if you don't know when that suddenly come, that it's time to go into warfare, I'm telling you for real, for real, for real. You know, I, 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 was, I was thinking and meditating because my auntie, she had not been putting pictures on Facebook for a good while. And she put one up there for her birthday. She had so great of a turnout. I mean, so great of a turnout. Like 300, I think, people. Everybody was saying how good she looked, how good she looked, how good she looked. Her hair had grew back. You know, her cancer was in remission. And she was just like a, a ray of light. And immediately, not long after that picture, listen, I'm telling y'all, all of a sudden, she said a doctor told her her cancer came back. But see, this is the thing that's different between me and my auntie. My auntie didn't know how to warfare. And she didn't know how to move in a supernatural realm. And I did try to tell her and teach her. But she got too many other people in her ear. And she started getting all this other kind of make sense, the cardinal, the cardinal consulting. And so when people don't know how to move in the supernatural realm, that's what they'll do. They'll start telling you all that other boogie, ugly, wiggy stuff. And then what the enemy will do, he'll throw some other distractions. So he throwed a big distraction. He throwed a distraction that took her son's life. And, and, and then she went from to another level. And I'm telling you, this is how the devil takes a hold. Because when he know, if you get the wrong people in your ear, I'm telling you, 
You cannot be listening. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You can't be taking these portions that people tell you to take and to drink and to eat and to say and to do if you don't know what kind of spirits you're dealing with. Because I believe that when she was looking good and she put that picture, she came under attack. There were some evil, angry spirits in the land that wanted her to fall. And make no mistake, there are a lot of king's soils out here. They jealous just like the king was with David. But see, even in David's prayers, David, did he was a man after God's own heart. So it's quoted, but he was a man of sin. And David, all his prayers were answered. Hello. That's why you got to know what you got to know. And everybody's prayers aren't always answered. Because David said some lot of hard stuff in his prayers. When David wanted God to, to, to keep his son alive, David prayed. And he asked God to just, he fasted. Oh, God, help me today. Let me add that. He fasted and prayed. That's why I say you got to you gotta know people who know Bible. You can't be listening to all them folks and their feelings. David knew prayer. Here he was, a man after God's own heart. Here he was, a king, because David was king. Here he was, anointed and appointed from a child. But by his words, he was justified. And by his words, he was condemned. So when it came time, after he done been pursued and all this stuff, and he gets his life together, and now he got the man wife, he done took and put on the front line, and now he got a baby from her. And he prayed and asked God and fasted to let this baby live. But God didn't answer his prayer. I'm just saying. And this is why we got to be ever so mindful. You got to get rid of evil. Evil thoughts and evil deeds. Evil does not preside in heaven. Make no mistake. I don't care who tell you what to do. When to do it. And how to do it. And if it even worked for them. There is no room for evil in heaven. I hope people grab this. So when you get into the supernatural realm, what it's going to do, it's going to position you and you got to decide. That's why I gave you all them, them classes leading up to this one. You got to decide. You cannot have no evil heart. You have to really push and pray and purge for God to create in you a clean heart. And you can't just say it because it's a scripture and you may think it sound good for you to say it. You got to actually pass the test. <laughs> this is an exercise that has to be executed. And make no mistake, you're going to get a whole lot of tests for God to know if your heart is clean. You can't just say that. That's why I'm telling you, I'm not impressed with people's positions and acclimates. That does not mean they got a clean heart. Oh, God, help me today.
that they can still be blind leaders of the blind. And all you got to do is listen to what they say when you have a conversation. It'll tell you if their heart is clean. If you got a person that discriminates, they heart is contaminated. Oh, I hope y'all grab that. Let me tell you something. When you want to know what's right is right and you learn what's right is right, it's right across the board. You, you, you don't make exceptions. You don't make exceptions for chick nor child. Okay. You're going to do what the words say do across the board. And if God don't chastise you to get it right and say, you know what? I'm not taking sides. I'm not taking sides with anybody that's on the wrong side. And the wrong side to me is when it goes against the grain of the scripture. Hello. That's your key right now. That's why you got to know in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And there's no way you can slice it, dice it, or, or, or rewrite it, or erase it, or correct it. I don't care how many versions of the Bible come out. If you're not willing to walk in the will of God, you will subject, you will subject yourself to evil as soon, as soon as somebody rub your feelings the wrong way and you'll flunk the test. I'm just saying. Now let's look at let's look at what the scripture says right quick. When you want to be considered in the will of God, listen to me. Listen to me. This is what the word of God says. And you got to be, you got to be. If you want to go to the supernatural level, let me tell you something. And I'm gonna give you just a little tidbit of how I get into that. When you get into the supernatural level, you're you're no longer you're no longer consumed with the things surrounding you in the earthly realm. I'm I'm, I'm just saying, if you ever went to you know, it's not many religions except I could think of, but Pentecostal out of all the denominations. If you ever went to a Pentecostal church and you sit there and you see people, what they say, uh, get up and shout, and they shout and they shout until they pass out. Okay, that's considered. They go out in the power, uh, you know. They they fall out in the in they they get slain in the spirit. That's what they call it, slain in the spirit. And I have encountered that several times, and that's when I'm telling you, you get a glimpse of a whole nother dimension when you get slain in the spirit. You you don't even know sometimes where you are until you come out of it. You just know you're in a visitation of, of, a, of a place and you can see yourself, but you ain't in yourself. It's a supernatural realm. You know you're there. You don't know how you got there, but you know you're there. So you, you leave. It's like, a, it's like a levitation. You leave the earthly realm. That's why I can tell you again, nothing is never lost in the spirit realm. Because you're not in the earthly realm. So you can see your loved ones. If you hey, When you're in that supernatural realm, nothing is never lost. And that's why I keep trying to get people to understand. We're in a dispensation of time. You got to be utterly careful who gets in your ear. Because the person that gets in your ear could bring sickness to your body. If you listen to them. It's a lot of blind leaders of the blind. 
And the Bible said when you got a blind leader leading another blind person, it said both of them going to fall in the ditch. I'm just saying, you're going to fall. You're going to find yourself falling. But when you in the, the scripture talks about the will of God, Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only, listen, you got to grab this, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. So we see from right here, the will of God clearly refers to obedience to God. And this is what I'm saying. I, I Listen, people don't want to embrace a lot of things I say because it's in the will of God. And, and let me tell you, make no mistake, rain, shine, sleet, or snow, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And people tend to want to live in a world and forget that, more so now than ever. That's why the love of many is waxing cold. God has not changed. People want to conform God to be like them instead of them trying to conform to be like God. There's nowhere under this heaven or this earth that I would ever encourage any child to be disobedient and disrespectful to their parents. The Bible said that encourages them to shorten their days. And people don't understand why there's a lot of young folks wanting to die, wanting to commit suicide, wanting to do a lot of this stuff because their parents have allowed them to be disobedient. I'm just saying. And then after so many years of allowing them to be disobedient, then they want to try to correct them. No, you created that. You created that because you taught them how not to be in the will of God. Because the Bible said that children are to obey their parents in the Lord. And so when you start teaching them to be disobedient to you, to be disobedient to their daddies, to be disobedient to elderly, I'm just saying, you, you outside of the will of God. And things that people don't want to accept and embrace. And I've heard grandmamas and grandparents teach them kids to do the same thing. Shame on them. It's no, it's no exception to the rules of obedience to God where they're written. Hello. This is something that people, it, it's no mystery. You don't need to get into the supernatural realm to learn how to obey God. You need to get into the supernatural realm to maintain the powers to obey God. Oh, God, help me today. Let me give you the three reasons why you should get into the supernatural realm. Reason number one, that you should be in the supernatural realm is because you want to be in the will of God. That's the reason number one, to be in the will of God. Reason number two, to come into subjection to God's will. I'm going to explain what that means in a minute. And number three, to warfare. These are the three reasons the Holy Spirit gave to me to move into the supernatural realm. One, the will of God. Even Jesus, when he went into the Garden of Gethsemane, he went into the garden, into that realm. And all he asked, listen, you got to see, this is what I'm saying. When you study that word, oh God, it get good to you. When you study, it says he asked his disciples, his right hand people. The two that love to talk, that they, they got his back. 
And, 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 and he said, y'all just stay right here and pray. See, he said, why I go. See, God, Jesus went to go into the supernatural realm. He needed them to pray for him while he was in that realm. And they couldn't even do that. They fell asleep. Because, see, sometimes when you get taken up in that supernatural realm, you don't know how long you may be there for one hour. I've been in it for six hours before. Well, no, it was five, actually. My cousin told me about the time she was in it for six. I, I, I attempted, but God brought me out in five. And let me tell you something. In that realm, you come out. And while you in there, you don't have all these cares and concerns about all this crazy that a lot of people do. Because you stay there until God releases you. And so when Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane, I don't know how long he was there. But he was in there communing because he knew he was being getting prepared in his spirit for a crucifixion. And he let he let our father know, even though that was a bitter cup, bitter, it's a bitter cup when you see death finna occur in your life and you can't do nothing to stop it because it's the will of God. Listen to me. Jesus knew this, but he still said to God, he said, not my will, but thy will be done. And so when you get in that supernatural realm, you got to have humility to surrender whatever God will is for your life. You got to know that God has a plan for your life. You got to identify with that plan. If you're not sure, you got to check with me for my purpose and plan class because I, I do individual coaching, Christian coaching for that purpose and plan class. I do group coaching for purpose and plan class. And, and I'm telling you, you got to know your purpose. And Jesus knew his purpose. That's why he always would quote, I'm about my father's business, because he knew his purpose. So in that purpose, he knew his crucifixion was coming. So he knew he had to say to God, not my will, but thy will. So when you get in the supernatural realm, you need to understand what will you in there for? What reason you're going in? First of all, you don't just go in there nearly willy. You got to go through preparation to go into the supernatural realm. When you get ready to go into the supernatural realm, you got to have your spirit in a position. You don't hear me now. You got to have your spirit in a position that's not. Not full of hatred and evil, but humbleness. You got to humble yourself. You got to go before the throne of grace. And let me tell you how I start out. I first off, I position myself. I'm either laying in the bed or I'm laying on the floor. But but I'm, I'm, I'm prostrated in a position. And then I invite God in. Sometimes it happens subconsciously in like a dream or a vision. And sometimes, but when I do it consciously, because I can't speak subconsciously, but consciously, how I do, I, when I lay in my position, the first thing I do, I begin to sometimes chant, chant, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And I do that because there's power in the name of Jesus. So I begin to call on Jesus. 
And I tell you why. Because Jesus is our advocate. See, people sometimes, they think, see, you got to understand why Jesus is our advocate. Because we feel the rags. And we are not clean enough to just jump over Jesus and go straight to God. You got to get in that position. Now, you can't reach that position because it's scripture that tells us when Jesus, you, 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 but you ain't there yet. When you going to, to, to the throne of grace because you full of all this stuff, hypocrisy, anger, bitterness, jealousy, you, you need an advocate. That's just like when you go to a company. You need an advocate. You, you, you got to stop at the front desk. Before you think you could just jump on it, run past these folks in security, get on the elevator and go all the way up to the VP. It don't work like that. Even in the real realm of reality. So it definitely don't work like that in the heavenly realm. This is why you got to understand there's a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy in the heavens of heavens. There's a hierarchy even in the evil realm of principality. You 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 just can't go to the chief serpent. I'm just saying. Even in the evil realm, they got hierarchies. You can't just go to the warlock and the wizard. You got to start on the low level. So you know, even in all realms, listen to me. In all realms of the world, earthly as well as spiritually, there's a hierarchy. So I I respect the hierarchy, and I know in the heavens of heavens, the hierarchy is to start out with the Trinity. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And so since the Holy Spirit in that Trinity is last, it becomes first. So I invite the Holy Spirit in. And so I say, Holy Spirit, okay, I'm I'm positioning myself. Holy Spirit. I get in that Holy Spirit. I'm in the Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. And then in order to get that Holy Spirit to begin to saturate with me, I just begin to say in the name of Jesus, 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 until I begin to feel Jesus' presence to advocate. And I know I need him to advocate on my behalf, even in all my right standing. I still feel that we, in our humanness, We always carry something that we need repenting for. That's why the Bible said we should repent daily. So I say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I greet you. I greet you, Father God. I greet our advocate, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I greet the Holy Spirit. I greet the Trinity. And then I began, as I lay there, and then I began to thank God. I thank him for my breath of life, for the strength. I thank him for all the provisions. I mean, this has been a ritual for me for years. I don't sometimes name, name all my provisions. Sometimes I just thank him for all my provisions. Sometimes I just name some of them, you know, food, clothing, shelter. I never forget before I enter into the mainstay of the Holy Spirit to give thanks. And after I give thanks, then I repent and I ask God in the name of Jesus, the advocate, to forgive me. 
for any secret sins, presumptuous sins, sins known and unknown. Forgive me. And you got to mean that. And forgiveness for the sins don't mean there's something you want to keep repeating over and over and over. That's why I had to be married. I'm going to tell y'all, for real. I didn't get married because I was so, so in love and couldn't live without the person. I got married because I enjoyed the the sexual immortality. I'm going to call it what it was. And so to avoid that, well, I did, let me say, with my first husband. And so to avoid doing that and constantly feeling guilty, I had to get married. You know, you can be intimate with a lot of people, but it was just something about my first husband. I, I, you know, I ain't going to tell no lie. Out of all the people in my life, and it wasn't that many, you know, before him, it may have been about four guys, maybe. So he was just, I'd say on the chart from one to 10, he passed 10, okay? So so I know why I married him, because he kind of told me, like, if you if you don't want to get married, because he actually, he wanted, he really wanted to be married. And he let me know if we didn't get married, he wasn't going to be with me no more. So, you know, actually, I really was going to string him along until I kind of could figure out, because it was a lot of things about him. We just didn't, we, we, we weren't equally yoked. And I knew that. But, but, but it was just, I, I just enjoyed, he just had a charisma and a way to just, I ain't going to lie, y'all. He had skills. I'm just going to say. And, and and see, this is the thing where people don't realize in relationships, people get caught up. The skills weren't just the intimate part. And that's the part that a lot of men, when they enter women's lives, and, and that's going off the off, the, off topic. But I got to say this for some people who don't get this. Sometimes people look at relationships and all they see is sex. The sex is good, and they think that means that they love that person because the sex is good. And wrong answer. Then, then there was a person that I had in my life. Our spirits were equally yoked, but they weren't number 10 off the chart like my first husband was. But see, the thing that blew my mind about him, because he brought me something new, he brought me something different intimately that I had never, ever, ever experienced before. That's why I say he was a number 10. And in my book, Back then, oh, what? I had a bag of tricks. And I feel that for anybody that can supersede my bag of tricks, oh, they, 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 they was some serious. So, but, but, but this is the thing. And I, and I need to say this, I guess, because the Lord leading me to say this, even about people getting in this supernatural realm. Because a lot of people do evil things. Listen to me. When they see your picture on social media, when they see your video, because they so caught up in their men and they think you want they man. And so they start seeing how you look. And then they think they man still want you and they man still looking at you. But listen. Some of that stuff, some people don't really, don't nobody want them men no more. If you had them and you threw with them and you ain't, ain't got nothing to do with them, don't be going to nobody evil or don't be speaking evil and doing it. Don't nobody want your man. Dum, dum, da, dum, dum. Don't nobody want your man. And all you people do when they do them evil deeds is bring evil back on their pathway. That's how stupid the devil got people. He got them so dumb, 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 dumb. I'm just saying. 
Because every time you commit to do some evil against somebody, you place an evil back on your own trail. You really are. And it's for something that somebody don't even want no more. I'm just saying. And that was the thing. Because with me, if I left anybody, I'm just saying, I'm through with them and I don't want them anymore. So y'all, all y'all women could note that. I'm just saying. I made one exception one time. That was with my second husband. And it had nothing to do with loving him and wanting him. It had to do with God teaching me how to love. Because I didn't even know how to love until God taught me to go back and remarry this man only to show him how to love people. And God still brought me out because he told me when I went back in, he was going to bring me out. But I had to learn the lesson. We back to passing the test, learning the lesson. But the thing with my first husband, what a lot of people don't understand, it was more than just the intimacy, than, than the bona fide intimacy. It was the charisma that I had never experienced with somebody being intimate. This man carried a charisma that just blew my mind. I'm talking about the after fact, the before, the setting the stage and all this. I never had nobody to set the stage. Most people just want to get in bed and play some music and have sex and that's it. I'm just saying. But my firm, I'm just saying. I, I, I'm a get a brother. I give anybody credit what credit do. I'm talking about, but after the fact, when you get breakfast and bread with a rose and a paper and your fresh orange juice and all this stuff, girl, please. I'm just saying, I never had any man to treat me the ways, and that's just one of the ways. I ain't going to tell y'all all the ways, but he married now, so if y'all want to chase him, he got another wife. But uh, anyway, and, 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 well, I don't know what he's doing, but I, I do know this. He carries a charisma and it's more to sex than just sex and music. Hello. And, and, and sometimes these men be want certain women and they don't have the skills and ability and the charisma. I'm just saying. Because no, nothing vexes me more than men not. They want a picture and play some music. That stuff is played out. That was high school stuff. I'm just saying, let me go back to my original because <laughs> I'm running out of time. But I just want people to know that's so elementary. Y'all grown men, stop doing that. that. We did that in high school. Send somebody a song, really? And want to know a picture where they really? Man, men who asked me that night, you know what? I don't even want nothing to do with them. Because they, they still stuck. They stuck back there in the 70s somewhere. Anyway. But this is the thing you got to understand. When you get into the supernatural realm. Oh, God help me today. I, I'm getting ready to go back into my class once a month. How to always love. Uh, uh, you know, and, 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 and this is the thing. It's going to spin off from my book. I had started and then stopped because a lot of things start interfering. But I have to go in warfare when God instructs me to go in warfare. Let me tell you. Warfare is serious. And when you get into the supernatural realm, you must understand, are you in this realm because you're willing to humble yourself to the will of God? The second one, are you willing to humble yourself to the will of what God would have you to do and be? 
Now, what does that mean? That means you got to keep yourself under the microscope. That means examine your ways. You should never get into the supernatural realm without examining your own ways. That's the place you get when you say, okay, God, am I thinking right? Am I speaking right? Am I acting right? And all the things I'm not doing right, God, as you test me, because I know you're going to test me to make sure that I get it right, God, give me the strength to pass the test. That's what you have to do. Give me the strength to pass the test. Let me come up out of my flesh and my feelings. And then I got to swallow you back to humbling yourself. I got to swallow my pride. And I got to tell this person that I love them. Even though they just said something mean about me. I, I got to swallow my pride and tell this person I, 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 I repent because I did something wrong or I was wrong or I acted wrong. You know what I'm saying? I got to swallow my pride and say, you know what? I purposely sold this discord between you and that other person because I was just envy or I was just jealous because they was giving you attention and they weren't giving me none. You know, some people hold that kind of stuff. And even if they don't want to come and tell you, I feel in the supernatural realm, this is where you relinquish that. Because you ain't going to get people. Let me tell you something. It takes a big person with a huge huge amount of humility to come back and say to you, you know, but I learned a lot from you. And in my learning from you, I I still sabotage you every chance I got behind your back. I cut you down. Most people ain't going to come tell you that. But when you get in the supernatural realm, this is the thing. You can surrender that. You can surrender that if you're willing to change that. But if you're not willing to change that, let me tell you something. You can't play in the supernatural realm because this is what will happen. I want you to get this clear. If you don't go in there with straight, bone, cold humility, I mean, you got to script yourself. And you, anything that's not good in you needs to be pushed and purged out of you. This is the purging place. You got to get it out. And when you come out, You got to act upon it in the everyday life. Because if you don't, you'll find yourself in there and you'll get attacked by the devil. I'm serious. He will show up just like he did with Jesus. When Jesus came off his 40-day fast and he knew what was going before him, he was in the supernatural realm. You saw how the enemy came? Read that. It said, and, and the enemy came in his spirit. It wasn't no devil with a red suit and a pitchfork. That's why I'm telling you, when you get coaching and you you get teaching, you need to know who's teaching you. Jesus was under attack in the spirit realm, in the wilderness. I'm just saying. And he was in there for 40 days. You, You can't survive like that without being in the supernatural realm 40 days fasting. I'm telling you. You got to be in supernatural. And, and, and even with Jesus coming out, he came under attack by Satan. And he had to know what he had purged himself of because he had to get out of his natural feelings and flesh. And he knew he had to be in purpose. Just like I said, you have to know your purpose. He knew he had to be about his father's business. So you know what happened after that? Once he put the enemy in his place to pass the test and let him know, okay, you done moved past trying to tempt me. Now you trying to tempt the Lord thy God. 
And that's not good. And then he said, you need to just get behind me. And he went on to preach his first sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. And he taught the B-attitudes. Well, that's what they're called, the B-attitudes. So, you know, when you get into the supernatural realm, that's where you start at. Pick you a date. Pick you a time when you want to go into the realm on purpose. And then as I start out, now God may lead you to do differently. I began to just chant in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, because I'm getting my mind together in the name of Jesus. And then I give thanks to the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And I begin to thank God for all that he's done. And the first most important thing is my life. Because I, I couldn't do nothing, know nothing, see nothing, have nothing without life. And then my health and my strength. And then all the other provisions or whatever provisions I choose to name. And after that, then I surrender and I empty out anything in me. Anything in me that's not pleasing to God. Anything I said, anything I did, anything my heart holds. That's where you get your heart clean. That's when you have this heart surgery. You start searching your heart. You search your heart. And anything in your heart that's hateful, that's mean-spirited, that's evil, that's unkind, you got to release it right there. You got to ask God to take it out. Ask him to forgive you, forgive you, forgive you, because he's the forgiver of our sins. And then I ask him to forgive anybody. I said, forgive those. Forgive those who hurt holding stuff against me. I don't ask God just to forgive me, but I ask him to forgive my enemies. I ask him to forgive those who trespass against me. And, and I ask him to lead me not into any type of temptations, but deliver me from all evil. This is how you purge and cleanse your heart. And this is not a this is not a a, a one time thing. This is like a repeated thing for me. Because I do want to be in the will of God and his obedience to make it to heaven. And so that's what I do. And that's why I strive. Sometimes people say, well, I don't see how you keep putting up with people. And you know they done did this and you know they done did that. It's not me or myself. It's the strength that God has uh, 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 placed upon me when I commune in the Holy Spirit. That's why I take no credit. Because God could have just left me in my sins. Y'all do get that, don't you? God, grace and mercy abounds. And he could leave us jacked up, messed up, and tore up. That's why I take no credit for nothing. Because when I was out there jacked up, messed up, and tore up, God could have left me out there. He didn't have to answer my prayer. Just like he didn't answer David's prayer. He didn't have to answer that prayer. So when God answered a prayer and he provided these provisions for me to know better, do better, and be better, I give him all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. I take no, none of that because that's a dangerous territory for people to get in because it don't just happen because you wish it or pray for it. It happened because it's the grace that's given by God. And I never get it twisted. And I don't make no mistake about it. Hello. <laughs> I'm just like how Jesus was. He the, mm -mm, who got I'm why call me good? None good. No, not one. We all done sin falling short of the glory. So that means we got we stink like stinking rags. 
And whatever God graced me to do, I'm about my father's business because I know my purpose. Understanding your purpose. And on that note, hopefully this concludes and give you some solidified in class number 10 of the supernatural realm. And may you continue to prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast, we're going to move. Make sure it reach out. And reach out if you want to be a part of WDGS Christian Coaching. Everything is absolutely free. And, you know, we just need to schedule a time that's, you know, respectfully convenient for both of us. But there's no charge for anything. God bless and bye for now.